This is Learn It From An 80s Song. I am your coach, Patricia Freiberg. This is I Love the 80s meets the healing of storytelling and the positive impact of music. Inspiring guests share their powerful stories, yielding incredible strengths. Through both story and music, this podcast will elevate your mood, providing you with a positive outlook. It will ignite recall so that you can tap into your own life experiences. We don't just hear the knowledge and wisdom gained from our podcast guests. Through powerful story, we can live it. Today, we have a very special and heroic guest. Please welcome Dr. Erica Martinez. Dr. Martinez is a registered nurse with nearly 20 years of experience spanning frontline nursing, teaching, and leadership. She is currently on the front lines of COVID-19 and one of California's hotspots. She is originally from the Midwest, but moved to Southern California back in 2014 with her husband and two small kids. When that winter weather just proved to be too much for the last time, they packed up and moved. She is also intensely passionate about helping others and helping others navigate through burnout. She's passionate about music and all things 80s. Dr. Martinez, it's so great to have you here today. Thanks for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. And I just have to say thank you for your service. Everybody, you know, in the intro, you heard that Dr. Martinez has been on the front lines of COVID-19. And I can't tell you how grateful I am for your service and being there and being brave and courageous and selfless. And all of that goes along with um, being a nurse and caring uh, for others. So thank you for that. Thank you. This is the part of the show where we get to have the big reveal as to what song we're going to be talking about today from the 80s. So can I get a drum roll, please? Dr. Martinez, what is the song that best resonates with the story you're going to tell us today? She blinded me with science. <laughs> yes. So apropos. <laughs> Amazing song. And that's uh, Thomas Dolby, yes. uh, 1982. Yes, yes, yes. So we're bringing it in uh, early, early 80s. And I did a little research on that song because uh, that's what I do. And that's, that's honestly, guys, my favorite part of my role here uh, as an interviewer is doing my research on 80s music. And I always listen to the music several times before I jump into a podcast as part of my prep. And I have the song in my head playing. Um, and you guys all need to either pause right now and listen or listen to it right after the show because it's such a great song. But um, I did see that it ranks number 20 of 100 of the one hit wonders <laughs> and is one of the greatest songs of the 1980s. Absolutely. So well done. Well done. Thank you. All right. So Erica, I'd love to hear your story. 
So, you know, as I was trying to come up with songs related to the 80s, I came to this song a little bit differently because it helped me more remind me of who I was now, I suppose, than what I would have been. So, you know, I was in my early childhood when that song would have originally came out. I mean, immediately as I was going through lists of songs from the 80s, that one jumped out at me. And I think that I, I always knew I wanted to be a nurse, but I've been struggling in, you know, this kind of train wreck that is, has been 2020 and now is shifting into 2021 with all things coronavirus. And what helped me kind of pick that song or where I came back to it is challenges around, you know, whether or not there's science, I guess, or reality or whatever that is related to the virus being real or whether or not people should have vaccinations. And as a young girl, I think science and math were kind of my strong suit. So it always kind of brought me back to um, if I was going to best show up as myself, I tended to pick things that showcased, I guess, kind of traditional, I guess, academic pursuits. I was a good student. I think I tried really hard, uh, but school in a sense came a little bit naturally. And then it didn't really occur to me, I guess, of, you know, that I was necessarily different or strange or weird. And that's kind of, I guess, the beauty of the eighties is that you can be kind of whatever you want to be. Not that kids don't get ostracized or feel strange or weird. Um, but it was a little bit embracing, I guess, of that to me. And I, in, in coming, I guess, full circle, as I give you my story about that, it helped me really kind of refine my center. I needed, I guess, a, a, a remembrance from the 80s because it's a happy time to me. Being a kid, I, I found a lot of happiness and joy in that time period that the song would have come out in. And as I started kind of, as stories work, right, as I started remembering that, I started to have a sense of other stories that came to me that were more tied to the 80s and just different happy moments that listening to each of the songs, um, I had found like a playlist for 80s after that. So whether it's that one, you know, as horrible days that I might have can kind of bring me back out of it. Wow. Wow. You know, isn't it interesting, the process of picking an 80s song that best represents a story or uh, an experience that you had, it really does go down a labyrinth of, oh, yes. <laughs> you know, of 80s songs. Like I, I would look up, you know, The Cure. Next thing you know, I'm listening to The Smiths. Next thing you know, I'm, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, 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 and it, it's been such a pleasure to, and entertaining to revisit the songs and revisit the messages in the song. And it's so powerful that you picked Blinded Me with Science because we have, and especially the scientists like yourself, you know, we have a layperson here have has been blinded by science, right? This has been an incredible time as far as just, I mean, the pandemic and and what we're learning. You know, for some doctors I've talked to, uh, like yourself, it's been a very interesting thing. They've been learning a lot about the, the science behind the virus, right? Yes. Um, and that's been interesting. As devastating as it's been, it's been very interesting. It is. Uh, I have a inherently. I, I mean, I like to be intrigued by different things. So it has certainly opened up a wealth of opportunities to learn new information and learn new ways of treatment, different than they would have been very recent, even of how I would have maintained things. 
And it's because it's new, I'm, I'm learning almost every day something new. Wow. Wow. You know, and, and tell us, Dr. Martinez, you know, being on the front lines and where you are, you know, one of the hot spots, right? Um, mm-hmm. Tell us, you know, if you wouldn't mind sharing with us just your experience. How do you get up every you know, day that you work in the hospital? You know, how do you do it? Like, how do you get the strength to do it? So inherently, I think there's a, there's a sense that you have to decide like what your role, I guess, is going to be in that day. One of the things that's the most challenging, and I guess I have the beauty of being a nurse for a long time versus nurses that are newer to the field and then have this, um, oh, their own yeah. experience, right. is that I'm, I'm only going to be able to have a finite number of things I'm going to be able to accomplish in a given mm-hmm. day. And at this time, and and when you pick your field, you kind of have to think of like, well, what is it that I think I'm going to be able to do today? Or how, how can I measure that I've done what I intended to do? And for me, I try to leave things a little bit uh, better than I found them. Right. So certainly whatever that is that I walk into, and I have a little bit of a unique role. uh, I'm a rapid response nurse most of the time, which means I get calls um, for, you know, before COVID-19, most of it was we would have strokes that would come in and we would quickly assess and treat. In the era of COVID-19, more and more of them are patients that are already in the hospital, maybe not in an intensive care type setting, but in a a regular room, if not on a ventilator, uh, not requiring as many kind of high technology kinds of things. Um, And then respiratory wise, uh, and breathing, uh, COVID-19 attacks that most. And so they're not doing as well as either they had been, and it can shift very rapidly. And so for me, I'm kind of walking in there in a sense every morning of, okay, I'm, I'm going to not be able to do all the things I want maybe. So I'm going to make this day less awful for other people. Sometimes that's not for the patient necessarily, although that's always a little bit, right? Who I mm-hmm. am there for. But most of the time in my role as rapid response nurse, I think I'm there more to hold space for other people. And so a lot of times a newer nurse calls me because they just don't know what to do. And even if there isn't a lot we can do other than we can always make somebody more comfortable. But outside of that, there might not be technology or the patient might've chosen to forego those kinds of technologies or assistance. And yes. so I'm, I'm there for more emotional support and trying to work with those other nurses. And then I have to kind of just keep in mind of that's why I was there that day. Right. And, and I'm yeah. not, there's a lot of those, those are more of those lately um, than I'd like for there to be. Right. So those are very right. challenging. Yes. Um, but for me, it's helpful if I helped it suck less for that new grad. Um, yeah. So even if it sucked a little bit for me, I feel like I'm like, I'm the grown up, if you will, yes. kind of in that situation, right? I'm a natural teacher. I also educate. It's more of, can I make this a little bit less awful for you? Because I really don't want them to leave. I am horrified at the idea that there will be a mass exodus of nurses oh. at the conclusion of these, or even in the midst of this, because it's just so awful. Right. Oh my goodness. I, yes. Isn't that incredible? Dr. Martinez, I can't imagine holding the space for people for hope, holding the space for those people just to survive, the nurses to survive, the people who are 
being inundated, uh, you know, I, I can't imagine what it's like, quite frankly. I only get what's on the news and what I hear from my doctor friends, right? And, and luckily, I get to talk to you today and, um, and learn more. And I'm, and I'm grateful for that. But how incredible is it that you are there to hold the space for them and as a leader, as a grown-up? And what's <laughs> interesting is we, you know, we did the Via Strengths. So Dr. Martinez did the Via Strengths character assessment. And for those of you that don't know about this, um, definitely check it out. It'll be in the show notes. It really is, you know, 24 unique characteristics that describe you to your core. And what I love about it, VIA stands for values and action. Um, what I love about it is that by having this knowledge, when we have obstacles like what Dr. Martinez has experiences on, on a daily basis in her role, she can draw upon and lean into those strengths to help her. And in her case, help support the nurses who are, who are on those front lines as well. She's on the front lines, but then she's also has the added responsibility of a caring for the nurses as they care for the patients on top of her patients. So I would love for you to tell us uh, your top uh, five, uh, Dr. Martinez, if you don't mind sharing that information. Sure. My number one is gratitude. Number two is spirituality. Three is love of learning. Four is perspective. And five is kindness. Yes. Beautiful. Okay. So let's talk about this. Audience, if you guys were going to have, could pick your nurse, right? You're sick, you're in desperate times, you're in the hospital. Would you not want these strengths? Gratitude, spirituality, love of learning, perspective, and kindness. In that, Erica, I have her 10. She also has got love, creativity, fairness, bravery, which she's dialing in, leaning into a lot right now, and leadership, which she's leaning into right now as well. So what's interesting with gratitude is that it's, um, and I'm getting this guys, just so to, to, you know, I'm getting this from Dr. Nemec's book on character strengths interventions and for gratitude, you know, life satisfaction, happiness connected to the meaning of life connected to work as a calling. So people who are high in gratitude see work more as a calling. Isn't that interesting? And for spirituality, love this information is associated with life meaning. So once again, this is going along with gratitude. It's linked to compassion and altruism. And if you heard Dr. Martinez speak, she is all about how she can help the greater good. And that speaks to her spirituality as one of her top strengths. Um, in addition to that, she's got love of learning. And wouldn't you know, she uh, picked blinded me with science and uh, <laughs> clearly she has a love for science and the love of learning science. And she's also an educator. I'd love to know, Dr. Martinez, how do you use love of learning as a frontline um, essential worker right now? Most days I have time uh, in my day to try to help educate on, on the things that I also like to learn about. So, you know, Right now, during COVID-19, it's what is the newest, you know, evidence-based practice that's going to help our patients in the most ways. I like to, you know, proning is where we put patients on their bellies. So historic, you know, in general, you might think about having a patient on their, you know, if you think of somebody in a hospital bed, they're laying on their back. 
You're not really yes. thinking about them. So uh, proning, the best way I can describe it is more like tummy time for adults. <laughs> yeah. um, although we can do it with babies too, but it helps uh, with gravity. Uh, it will help the patient to better oxygenate. Most of this I said is like lungs and breathing and air. And so using that practice um, can help the patient to survive uh, and also to get better, not just survive, but to get better, to be able to get wow. out of the hospital, all those things. And uh, learning how to do that safely and all of the different kinds of things that go along with it, that was a different thing. There's some, um, I've worked in uh, critical care for you know most of my career. So we certainly used the practice a little bit in other places that I've worked, mm-hmm. but it is a mainstay when it comes to COVID-19, even if the patient is healthy enough to be able to do it themselves. So even if somebody was like at home and things like that, they could certainly, I am not providing medical expertise or or guidance or anything like that today. But if they looked through some of the benefits of how do I take care of myself when I've chosen, you know, I'm not sick enough necessarily to go to the hospital, but I'm not feeling my best and I have this and I'm at home, right? They could look into that for themselves. um, And and certainly would find information about it. But that was something uh, that intrigued me, new practices for how we you know, medication wise, or uh, just learning different practices or techniques or things with the physicians that I work closely with. And then also sharing that. So like I have my own passion and love for learning, but also sharing that with, like I said, I have less experienced nurses or they'll call me kind of for guidance. Um, There's protocols that my role is allowed to follow uh, because I have a, you know, different training. Um, than what some of the other nurses are able to do. And so I share with them kind of like my vantage point when I walk into a room and kind of how I assess a situation and what Mm -hmm. I think is kind of going on. Mm -hmm. We try to, when I have time, go through that process kind of with a newer nurse or just, you know, differently experienced a nurse than I might be and kind of what that looks like. Yes, that's interesting because perspective is one of your top strengths as well. And with perspective, you know, that's what you're being called in to do in those situations. You have such vast knowledge and the experience on top of it. So your love of learning, and then also the the experience that you've had throughout the years, coupled with that strength of perspective, I can see how incredibly beneficial that is. And not to mention that, what's interesting research shows with perspective, it actually helps buffer against negative, uh, the negative effects of stress and trauma. And, you know, you guys being on the front lines are experiencing stress and trauma on a regular basis. And how great for you to dial into perspective that might help buffer some of that as well. Yes. Something else about perspective that you might want to know about, uh, which I I love to see this because I've got perspective in mind as top five as well, is that uh, perspective is about life engagement um, and is linked to successful aging. So I'm going to take, I'm going to lean into that. (laughs) As I got my very first pair of reading glasses, I am, I am going to lean into perspective. You know, at least I have glasses that I can see now and study. My love of learning is also in my top is actually my number one. You know, it's interesting. I hadn't thought about this as part of coronavirus or, but as I've thought about the words that come to mind as I've been talking and we've been discussing, and it's all about breathing. (laughs) And so, you know, all of these things, you know, coronavirus attacks, respiratory system, talking about that kind of part. But so along with breathing, I had something that I, I kind of had generally just said, like practice the pause. 
So over the next few days, uh, anytime you're feeling yourself kind of overwhelmed, out of control, that you really think about, you, you have time. You know, that's the thing that even when they call a code or even when I'm trying to do, uh, you're putting out a lot of gear when I'm going into a coronavirus room. There is time yet, not necessarily to, maybe I physically pause for a moment as I'm trying to do it, but I can take deep breaths as my transition, right? So over those, you know, next course of time, I feel overwhelmed, I'm out of control, or I'm transitioning is that I take a moment, I pause, I take a deep breath. If you're me, then you might choose to pray and Mm -hmm. high on the line of spirituality for me. That would be something that I spend time doing may or may not resonate for anybody listening. But most uh, most important is that you're taking that just a second, right, for yourself mm-hmm. and that you have time to take deep breaths. For me, that helps me to ground back in, keeps me present. It keeps me where I'm at and in the moment yes. and not taking me out of it. And we need oxygen. <laughs> so for yes. me, it's, it's, it's real. there's so many different pieces of that that seem so simple. Mm-hmm. Um, to just take and count to five as you inhale and then yes. slowly exhale at the same count of five. I try to do it five times, depending on whether or not I really, you know, again, and especially if I'm high anxiety driven, it may force me to slow down. Like if I force yes. myself into this slow inhalation, if I'm already a little anxious walking into a situation, I'm overwhelmed, whatever that part would be, is that it may just pattern disrupt enough to yes. kind of pull you back out of that and into the moment of, okay, wait, I am where I am right now and I can move my way through this. Beautiful, beautiful. And I think, you know, all of us, no matter what uh, is going on and, and everyone's in a different situation, everyone's got uh, their own level of stress, I can imagine. And I, I definitely feel like breathing is, is so essential. And I've been trying to practice that more myself. And uh, even in child pose, uh, doing mm-hmm. uh, breathing into my back, mm-hmm. uh, which, as I understand, as you told us, is so beneficial to get, you know, to open up the pathways, you know, that way as well. So, um, I mean, I know with all your hazmat, you know, all your gear on, you don't have the option <laughs> of child pose, but uh, it's so great that, you know, you tune into the spirituality, prayer, taking the breath, taking pause. I think that's something that really has been hard for me to learn over the years is really the pause and, and, and listening. And um, I've been re- through this time, I've had so much time to reflect. I've had so much time for pause that I've, you know, when, when we get back to quote, quote, normal, I really intend on continuing the pause, continuing to have that time to reflect because we get so much knowledge and, and we receive so much knowledge that way. Uh, so great. So great. All right, audience, we have our marching orders. We're, we're going to breathe. You know, I think all of us, you know, whether you can do this today, let's do it today. Let's do it today. Whenever you listen to this podcast, soon as you finish, uh, you got to listen to Blinded Me With Science and then take some breaths, uh, maybe after the song, because it would be hard to, you know, bop your <laughs> head and dance around while you're breathing. Uh, so uh, let's do it. Let's all of us take take that pause today and breathe. And and let's send prayer if you pray uh, or positive uh, vibes out there to all of our essential workers, especially our frontline nurses. One hundred percent. Let's let's just give that energy out to them and gratitude and gratitude for our nurses. So uh, thank you again for being here and um, 
and sharing your story. This is the part of the show where we get to talk about 80s trends. So I would love to hear, you know, as you were taking that trip down memory lane, do you have any favorite 80s trends? I think like just bright colors, Mm -hmm. uh, like just, I mean, just ridiculous things that you'd put together for clothing and just, I mean, if I look at like workout, I mean, just, yes, just absolutely kind of silly now to me. I'd also thought of like, I don't know that I enjoyed big hair, but big hair was definitely (laughs) that also happened. But I guess it just seemed, uh, again, I I, I don't want to, I mean, there certainly are, everybody had their own personalities and there would certainly have been outsiders. And I can't say that there wouldn't have been this thing that you may not have felt included, but at the same time, I feel like it was a very freeing, like just anything goes. Yes. Being different was cool right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. to be your own eccentric, you know, self yeah, and, and, and permission to kind of push that line. Yes. Cause we had people who were pushing the line like Madonna. And uh, then you look at movies like the breakfast club, yep. where you get that, you know, whole, all the stereotypes together in detention. And then you look at, um, you know, pretty in pink and, and, mm-hmm. you know, those movies where you have such diverse characters and, and, uh, yet all of them endearing. Absolutely. So great. Well, um, Dr. Martinez, again, it's so great to have you here today. And I would love uh, our audience to be able to uh, find you. Uh, what would be the best way to get a hold of you? So Burn Brighter, Not Out, um, is my website. That's also a Facebook page. I think that is the easiest way to kind of get a sense of who I am. There's ways to contact me through there. And certainly, my crowd, I guess, that I tend to work with often is, is uh, frontline workers as well or other nurses, but certainly I have worked with others. It, it certainly, it, as, you, as we mentioned, kind of that idea of practicing a pause and deep breath, that's not unique to nursing. So don't, I, I guess all I would say is, is if you feel like you resonated and you'd want to talk to me further, I yes. never intend to exclude anyone. And so if you're inclined and you feel you know, compelled to kind of reach out and connect, then please do. And don't think that there isn't a place for you, uh, whether you're a nurse or you're not a nurse. 100%, because burnout happens in a lot of fields. And Absolutely. no matter, and especially right now when we're all being forced to pivot and we're all being forced to do, get outside our comfort zones in many ways. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yes, uh, I think I've checked out your website. It's beautiful. It's it's so great. And you it really does give everyone a sense of who you are and what amazing work you bring to the world. So, uh, so much gratitude for you being here today. Thank you again. Thank you. I'm, I'm just delighted that you asked and I, uh, greatly, greatly appreciate the opportunity to kind of revisit the eighties, um, in preparing for kind of today (laughs) brought to me. Very good. Well, until next time. Thank you so much for listening. We want to hear from you. First of all, tell us how these totally rad stories have inspired you. If you have a story with an 80s song inspiration, we want to hear it. You think this podcast is like totally tubular? Well, we would love your review. Stay connected with us on Podopolo and download the app today. Visit me at www.patriciafreiberg.com. 
thank you, and we look forward to a double boost of inspiration next Motivational Music Monday.